And if I could ask the ushers to come up at the same time, just to take up the offering. Thanks to the musos that led us this evening. Why do we give? Why do we give? Why do we give? All right, well, before we, before we can, can you hold that one? Before, before we give, I want us to make a conscious decision why we're giving tonight. Because I see two things in Scripture. One, so that the, the gospel can be propagated into the whole world. Do you know that because of someone's giving two months ago, we can stay in this place? Two months ago, if someone didn't give, we wouldn't be able to preach the gospel like we can right now. We are giving that the gospel can be continued to be preached throughout all the world. Number one. Number two, we give because the Bible says in our thanksgiving, sorry, in our giving, it results in thanksgiving to God. That somebody that walked off the street this week, he came into the church office and he was hungry. And we were able to go and get some food and give it to him. And he might not necessarily have responded to the Lord. But he definitely walked out of here, looked up towards heaven and said, Thank you, God. That's why we give. We give because we're seeing the gospel being propagated throughout the whole world. And we're seeing people giving thanks to God. So if you want to partake in that, put what you've got in your hands to give tonight, and we're going to bless that. Lord, we thank you, Lord, that you have given so freely to us, Lord. And we want to have the joy of seeing other people giving thanks to you, the joy of seeing people respond to your gospel. And because of those two reasons, Lord, we're saying, see tonight, you've said that you're not mocked, that whatever you sow, we will reap, Lord. And so we thank you, Lord, for that, that our saying this evening is to see more people come into the kingdom and more people giving thanks for your goodness over our lives. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Let's take up the offering this evening. I have a, how many ministers are there tonight in this place? Just can I see it? One, two, three, four. Okay. So we'll hopefully we'll change that by the end of this evening, right? We are all the ministers of the gospel. We are all ministers. There is no clergy and laity. We are all preachers. We are all ministers. We are all people that express God's kingdom here on earth. The title of my sermon tonight is, I know you could, but would you? And it's not a if I would chuck, could chuck kind of story, but this is it. (laughs) I know you could, but would you? I know you could, but would you? See, the last last year, this time, I was praying for somebody, and that's in the deep recesses in my heart. That's really what I was saying when I'm praying for someone. I'm really saying, Lord, I do not doubt your power. I do not doubt. This person might be a complete unbeliever. They came up for prayer because they don't doubt God's power. But if someone said, how certain are you that this person is going to be healed? I'd say, God willing. I really hope, 90%, I don't know. But when I'm sitting praying for someone, I'm praying for someone as though they're absolutely going to get healed. But somewhere deep down, this time last year, I would have been praying for someone saying, Lord, please, 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 I'm begging you, just move. Just heal this person. Just touch them. And what I'm really saying is, I know you could, 100% certainty in His power, but would you? And I want to sort that out tonight. Because what I'm going to preach on tonight is going to change the way you pray for people forever. If you believe it. If you believe it, 
It'll change the way you pray because you'll realize there's been some things that have been hankering us while we pray for people and it's made us handicapped in the way that we minister to other people and that need ministry. See, because when we say, I know you can, God, we are, we're saying, I believe in your power, but will you? Saying, I know you're good, but would you please, please just be good to this person or please, please, please be good to me. God wants to heal, right? Do you guys believe that? Alright, I hope you do. But would he heal a midget? Does a midget need healing? Oh, check, all of a sudden, all you guys, you got on too sure now. Well, I don't know if that is necessary for healing. Is it a condition? Would God heal someone with Down syndrome? Absolutely. Would he heal a wart? Well, I'm not too sure. I've had it my whole life. I thought it's part of me. A freckle. What's the difference between a freckle and a mole? I've, I've never... Maybe a doctor can... I don't know what's the difference. Would he heal a mole? Does it need healing? Now, all of a sudden, we start asking questions. Here. Now, I'm not too sure now, all of a sudden. Should I be praying for this guy? You know, are the, uh, when we get our new bodies, uh, when, when Jesus comes back, are we all going to be the same heart? Are we going to be walking around? Hi, Dave, how are you doing? <laughs> do, you want, do you want a hand up? I don't know. All I know is that what is in God's kingdom is going to be established here on earth. I've seen people's legs grow. I've seen hands, arms grow. I've seen, I've seen some amazing things. But if we're not utterly convinced that God is so good towards people, that moles don't even have a chance to become malignant, that warts would fall off, that people would be made whole. When we say, Lord, I'm praying for this person, we're not utterly convinced that they need healing ourselves. Sure, we can, we can pray against cancer, we can war against it. But where is God's goodness in this thing? And I want to just make a couple of quick points, because I'm not actually preaching on this, I'm just giving an outline. Some quick points on faith. Number one, there is no formula. Is it my faith? Is it your faith? Because obviously Jesus had faith to heal people and he healed them. But then there are other times we can see in Matthew 9, when Jesus turned to, to, to a lady and says, Take heart, daughter, your faith has made you well. So we can see it's that person's faith and it's our faith. and So everyone's faith, it doesn't make a difference whose faith it is. Number two, is that while there is no formula, Jesus says, I only see what the Father doing. So Jesus saw the Father spitting in the mud and then putting it on people's eyes and putting his finger in their tongue. I see God doing it. Right, I'll do that. Hey? Sometimes God wouldn't even pray for them. The people would just reach out and touch and they'd be healed. Once they just touch Jesus, they're healed. Okay, so we've got to watch for God, and if we don't watch for God, no! Just reach out and grab your, grab your healing. Not even then. Some people's shadow would just pass by over them and they'd be healed. Now, I thought we had to touch them. I thought it was their faith. I thought it was my faith. I thought, nay. There is no formula. A plus B doesn't equal C. And I wish it wasn't that way. I like, a, I like C. I like A plus B equals C. It's so simple. It sets me free from having to try and figure this whole thing out. Number two, uh, quick points about faith is, law is a stumbling block for faith. Joseph Prince, he, 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 he talks about where Jesus commended two people for their faith, a Canaanite woman and a Roman centurion. 
And he says the whole time he was trying to work out why Jesus came and said, In all of Israel I haven't seen anyone with such great faith. And he was resting saying, Well, I know the Roman centurion says I'm under authority, just like you, sir. You know, but the woman wasn't under any authority. And he realized that the common denominator between those two people is that they were both not under the law. They were, yeah, Gentiles. And so they weren't worried about this. You said, I believe it. I'm not hindered with the law. My, my, my thinking, my stinking thinking, dragging it around. Law is a stumbling block for faith. And the last quick point I want to make on it, it's about believing right in the finished work of the cross. Jesus said, Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do. And greater works than these will he do.